Hi, I'm P, and this is my podcast. This is a live podcast that I'm doing with Jenna. We're talking about transformation. All right, no, we're not. I'm just gonna do this filter thing. We're talking about just like the concept of transformation. We're talking about speed. We're talking about the necessity of certain things. Hello, Jenna's gonna hop on. We have some submitted questions. Hi. Hi. Welcome, how are you? Good, how are you? Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you and see you perfectly. Amazing. Awesome. And right now you're in London, right? Yeah. And it's last- like, <laughs> Sorry? I said we have like the last bit of sunlight right now because it's like... Yeah. Getting- yeah, how long have you been there? Um. So I moved back here in February, so... Okay, okay. Yeah, cool. cool. Yeah, I've only been there. I've been there one time. It was it was a really interesting time. It was beautiful. You got- cool. So, sorry. Uh, you have to come visit. I'm in a super artistic neighborhood now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. I w- I'm coming to Europe next year probably to visit my brother in Italy. So maybe I might I might be like, hey, what's up? But cool. So, welcome everybody. This is a live podcast recording of Cheat Codes. Jenna and I are going to talk about. Simplicity, speed, and transformation. I, I put this on my stories. We're both five two manifesting generators, and so like speed is something that I feel like both of our energy just tends to reflect. But also translating wisdom with simplicity is a thing that I find that both of us do as well. So we have some submitted questions for Jenna, but Jenna, actually, I found out about you on a podcast, and you talked about psyche. And this is years ago, and I like dived into the process of psyche very deeply and I was like what <laughs> it, like what this because the thing about me is that I was outside of spirituality for a long time kind of watching it and I would I would notice that it seemed like there's a lot of focus around things taking a long time a lot of work and and a lot of like sacrifice and things like that to be able to transform or get what you want and things like that and then you talked about psyche and that did something in my head because I was just like, I, ease is a thing that I've always like, I'm like, I know it's right there. I can feel it. It's like right there. And then I heard you talk about it. And I'm like, see? So thank you, first of all, for talking about Psyche. But would you mind talking about how you got into your subconscious work? Maybe talking about Psyche if you want to, because it seems like you've kind of created your own thing at this point. So how did you get into the way that you do spirituality. Yeah, for sure. So, well, I'm so glad that that inspired you. And I know what the feeling is to find something that you're just like, I knew it was there. So um, I'm really happy about that. So the way that I got into my line of work is started from a health crisis. So for a long time, I think like about a decade, I 
suffered with polycystic ovarian syndrome, also known as PCOS, endometriosis, anxiety, depression, and I was on a lot of medication for many years. Um, so I was like at a breaking point in my life where I was like, I need to get better because my doctors were basically telling me I needed to stay on medication for the rest of my life um, to the point where they told me I needed to get my taken out if I didn't want to um, have the same amount of pain that I was in so chronically. So at that point, I was just like, fuck that. Like, that's not going to be my life. Um, so I, I really dived deep into understanding more about how the body works, the mind-body connection. And my mom actually introduced me to all of the subconscious tools that I have and also some of the more like um, energy tools that I use as well. And that really on the journey of self-discovery and I was able to essentially then heal my body completely from all these incurable conditions using my subconscious, using, um, you know, energy work and other lifestyle changes that I made. So that's really kind of how I got here today. And then obviously I think you, you know, we've been following each other's work for a few years now and you see the, the metamorphosis of my work and I just started diving in more into my own spirituality, my own meditations, and that's where I receive a lot of my own downloads um, of how I can bring tools to the world to kind of simplify things. So I have something called an upgrade, which is basically my own spin on all of this work um, that I received through meditation um, of basically how to remove density and energy from large groups of people. There's a definitely an evolution that's been happening, and it's really because I've just been open to being like, well, if this can happen, how about this and this? And just kind of like yes. testing seeing what happens. Yes, I love that. I love that. And like I've I've like seen you do it in real time and it's so wild. I feel like we've kind of mirrored each other actually in that way of like, okay, if you could do this, you could do that, and that, and like this very quick unfolding. And so witnessing you do this work and I've done your upgrades before and it's so magical. And like, I feel like it's really interesting that your work is about removing density rather than trying to mm, like manually fix the thing. If that makes yeah. any sense. Like our pile. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and that I feel like is what lends to, the speed as well of the type of transformations that happen and that being said i want to talk about one concept or one thing that i that i wrote down and how fast have you seen that transformation can happen um well for myself i've seen it very instantly and with my clients like there have been times where i've had one session with a client and all of a sudden their acne's cleared up and they've had it for years or you know um just being able to just manipulate the energy for your intention can happen like that see we have these beliefs that it's like oh if i've had this thing or if i had this block for x amount of time it's going to take twice as long to get rid of and my whole approach is that it's just a perception like how quickly can you dissolve that belief that identity that will lead you to the reality that you want to be in yes. so yeah yes. <laughs> and i love that because i feel like it, that, that concept has been a thing that has been, as soon as I decided that I was willing to be someone who was a bit more open to spiritual topics and things of that nature, something in me was just like, okay, like, 
instantaneous healing was like a thing that I was like, that's obviously a part of this. Like, and I, and I found that like, no one was talking about it. And I was like, this is so interesting that no one's talking about like speed and how fast things can happen, which I understand. I understand that it, we have to like work with the nature of someone's energy. And some people do need to kind of take things a little bit slower and, and be a bit more gradual. And that's absolutely okay. But then there's some people who are kind of like, well, no, I just want to go like that. And then I'm done. Yeah. Um, and I'm one of those people who is like that. Uh, and so because I'm like that, I know that there's more of us out there who are just like, we're just going to do the thing. And then <laughs> exactly. and to your point, like, you know, it is uh, what I've noticed through my work over the years is understanding that it's not the same speed for everyone. Right. Like someone might have a problem that they've had for many years and you know, solving it or dissolving the issue in a few months is speed. For other people, it's an hour. For other people, it's an upgrade, like not even having to do anything, right? So what I've understood is like, there is no quick time, like it, because time doesn't exist. It's nonlinear, you know, we know that. So it's like really the belief of the other person and what they think is possible for them to be able to then execute with the right tools and support to provide that transformation in their own time. Because I don't do the transformation. I'm not getting the work done. It's I'm showing you that this is possible. Now let's dissolve all these things that have told you that it's not. And however long it takes is however long you decide it takes. So that's how I approach it. That's because you know, the five lot of projection <laughs> like, yes <laughs> i'm like while you're talking i'm like i feel like i'm talking that's so weird that's very <laughs> that's very wild and because i literally feel like that's the same work that i'm doing in a, in a completely different capacity and so i think it's interesting that we're both at this time like bringing this into the world and so i'm wondering like what that means for the collective like why is it that we have this these new like kind of fast moving transformational modalities arriving on the planet right now. It's very interesting to me. Yeah. But cool. So I want to get into a specific question that someone had that was really great. How to find peace within stability rather than being used to feeling grounded in chaos. So how to find peace in stability? Yeah. So to me, it seems kind of like maybe this person was used to needing to create peace because they were in chaos. And they're kind of like, well, how do I just like find peace while I'm in stability? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, it's a lot to do with just taking small steps um, in getting you to that place where that feels normal in your body, where that peace just feels like a natural thing. Like you never want to force anything to, you know, to be for you because at the end of the day, it's just going to backfire because of whatever your, um, your subconscious blueprint is, you know, kind of showing you this is what's actually underneath it all. So it would really be accessing and defining what parts of the chaos that you have generated some sort of comfort in or where you started identifying like this is true for me this is how I am and just by creating that awareness you can then start to take action against it um, to that version of reality and bring in more of the version of reality which is the peace um, that you're looking for. So I know that's kind of like out there, but <laughs> yeah, trying to like bring it down. <laughs> no, but that, that I feel like that makes sense. It's trying to do things little by little sometimes yeah. because for me, I my childhood was real chaotic and real traumatic, and for me, the idea of peace. I remember a moment maybe about 
three or four years ago where I was like, it would be cool to like, even consider the concept of peace could be a truth in my reality. Like I'll be like, I, I could see people who are experiencing peace and I'm like, that'd be so cool to even consider. And so trying to go from a place where you don't even know if you could consider that peace is an option to being like stable and peaceful, that can sometimes be a really big jump. And so taking things gradually and kind of like breaking it down, I feel like is really helpful if that feels like too much movement. Totally. And also like defining what areas of your life you want to start bringing this piece into. If you are so stressed out about money, I wouldn't start to bring in peace around money. I would start to bring it in different areas of your life so that then it just kind of seamlessly permeates through those chaotic spaces. And then it just becomes like a natural, like, okay, well, I know how to be at peace when I wake up or I know how to be at peace in my relationship or I know how to do this. And then seeing how starts to infuse because everything's connected right so just finding what is the easiest way to bring that into your life what what it is and then start taking action on that yes yes I love that I love that it's like like looking at where in life you've already done the thing and Mm -hmm. then how can you like apply that to some other places and kind of like slowly but surely move the same energy over to the other aspects of your reality I love that because I've yeah I did that with like my partner for some reason like because of what I went through me having the partner that I have who's like soulmate everything that I want partner that felt I was a lot more open to that than like health at the time and so it it was really easy for me to like kind of move my openness and acceptance of love over to rather than health it actually had to move over to money immediately which is because health was like so like ah at the time and so it's just beautiful to like apply the energy to things that are like ready for it like open to it yeah Um, cool another question how do i activate a subconscious foundation for changes that i want to make in the physical world Mm. i feel like that question is like the basis of everything that you do (laughs) kind (laughs) of so how how do we start to create like physical change yeah like from from a subconscious foundation how to create physical change yeah, well, you know, it's it's really important to understand that in my perspective, the subconscious is the basis of everything we experience in this reality. So it's like all these programs um, and belief systems that are running in your mind are the basis of your physical reality, right? So in order to start implementing what in your subconscious, it's getting really clear on your belief systems are, what you feel like your limits are of what you can and cannot do, and then start taking action to align with those um, subconscious beliefs and bringing reality. Yes, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And the thing about like physical action too, because I don't know, I, I don't ever know where someone is on their spiritual journey when they find my content, but sometimes <laughs> in the beginning of the spiritual journey, a lot of times we kind of were like, okay, so I can create reality. And that means that it can just pop up in front of me with no action. And the thing is, is that I feel like a lot of times spirituality is appealing because there are people who can do that. And they're kind of like at the forefront of spirituality. And they're like, I just create it. And it's, uh, it's on my doorstep the next day. And there are people who really can do that with minimal action. But the thing mm-hmm. is that we're growing. <laughs> like we're still learning how to manifest. I feel like maybe in, I don't know, some years we're going to be able to say like, I want a ball in my hand and a ball will, will appear. But we haven't grown to develop those types of skills yet. So there's, there's still some action steps because we believe they're necessary that do need to happen you have to get into agreement 
Yeah. And I also believe that, you know, the people that you do see like, oh, they just like manifest things out of thin air. I really think we don't look at the full picture of their how much struggle did they have in their life where they're able to just channel this through and, and get things that look to us like nothing, right? It's like success isn't built overnight, right? Like there's a lot of aesthetic, um, subconscious work that goes on Someone gets to a place where they can just like manifest things, right? Some people could say, you know, my health journey, it's like, oh, I healed myself in a year. Um, but it's like I was struggling for over a decade. So, you know, it's mm. looking at even how you're looking at that timeline of having things just happen very easily. I think a holistic picture to, to really be able to see how things manifest. Yeah, that's true. Because you never really know exactly yeah. someone's journey. But yeah, I love that. So another question how long would you say your businesses went from idea till now, including pauses, pauses and breaks? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know exactly because my business is always unfolding. It's just totally, I guess like when we like put it out there. Yeah. Mm, maybe. Yeah. I, I answer it to the best of your ability and then okay. I'll answer it to the best of mine. Okay, cool. So, you know, I had no intention of having a business like this. Like this is truly just something that manifested itself. Like if I'm being true um, to, to this statement, because really I was just on a journey of healing myself. Like I couldn't even think about getting a job cause I was like always sick. So it wasn't like something where I was like, okay, I'm going to all of a sudden become this healer and do this thing. And like, you know, that's going to be my life. It really unfolded very naturally people could see the transformation that they were experiencing and then that just started to spread. And then I didn't have a social media for the first like two years of my business. And I was just kind of doing things like for free or like, you know, donation based, whatever. Um, and then when I got on social media, that's really when it took off. So it really, it really depends. Like, I guess it started a few years ago. My social media account started three years ago or something or two years ago. So, um, it depends at it a natural unfolding um and obviously now i have more systems and structures and operations in my business that you know i'm like oh damn i'm running a business like <laughs> you know yeah. we have to implement um things so yeah yeah what same pretty much <laughs> except i i started out with social media i started out with like focusing on art things i didn't really know what i was doing i just had a yeah. general intention of like creating things that have power in them and then when people look at them they have power that's that was like my oh. main thing and so I kept looking in that direction and then stuff keeps unfolding so that I started my Instagram in like two, 2017 just posting art things and then stuff just keeps happening so I, I it's not I'm not exactly planning out to my business per se it's I'm just allowing it to unfold and create itself essentially yeah. like yeah. art and I think that's like the best way because then it's just like, it feels like you're in a game. You're just like, okay, well, what do I want to like create today or what type of experience or, you know, topics do I want to talk about? And I think that's what's really exciting about the time we're in as well is that, you know, you can give yourself a platform and share the things that you want to share and people just get excited about them. And that's how you build community and support. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's we're born at the exact time for us, at least that's what I feel. Okay, I'm gonna pop a question up that was submitted. Mm -hmm. Here we go. 
How much of the original psyche balances have you initially learned or do you, and do you still apply it in your work? Because it's for you because I. Sure. Yeah. So I have done all the workshops and I used to host workshops um, in L.A. and New York and London. Um, so, you know, psyche is one of the tools that I use but I have a lot more in my toolbox now that I've just developed and kind of morphed into my own method. So it's definitely a part of my work, um, but it's not just the entirety of my work because now I'm more in like creative mode and, you know, exploration and just trying to see how different things, I guess, as an MG come together and you know, help people in, in the quickest amount of time. Um, so, yeah. Yes, I love that. I love that. Another question. I love this question. Moving from envy to inspiration. How do you do that? Okay. Well, I think like envy is a good thing because it's basically showing us like what we want. Right. I think when we look at it, like from an envious perspective, it's like scarcity because it's like, oh, I envy you. Like you can have that, but I can't have that. But when we start to recognize and say, okay, well, that person has something that I want, recognizing that it's what you want, and then allowing yourself to to be real with yourself of like, what do I need to do to actually get that, right? Do I need more money for myself? Do I need to create more connections for myself? Um, what is the thing that they have that would make my life better and how can I go about getting it? Yes, yes, and yeah. I agree. And I feel like when you feel envy, that's a great time to check in with yourself because the reason why envy feels like envy and not admiration is because there's a negative connotation to it. And so it's like, what is the negative connotation that you're applying to the sensation of us of actually admiring someone you're, you're, you're kind of distorting the way that you're looking at that person. And so what's the distortion? And so oftentimes the distortion is like, you kind of put a lens in front of it, of in front of an, in front of admiration, and you're like, oh, I can't have that thing. So when you remove the lens of I can't have that thing, then you're back to admiration again, rather than envy. And so, I guess letting letting yourself not be upset for experiencing the sensation of envy is just like, okay, well, what lenses are you applying to how you're viewing this person? Because like per perspective perception is everything and I think like with something like envy it's almost like we feel so disconnected from that possibility for us that the exactly. it's too big of a gap so there's like a distortion it's like well this person's living this reality and I'm living this reality and there's no chance that I like jump to this one and that's when your own limitation your own beliefs are kind of like at the forefront showing you that like wait you're limiting yourself you're the one that's saying this isn't possible for you or you're there might be a part of you that's too lazy to want to do it or to to create it for yourself so it's just easier to look at that and say well i can't have that you're lucky to have that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. beautiful okay another question if you're if you are this is from someone, if you are aware of triggers, are you over them or do they still hold weight? How do you find what you're not aware of? Okay, so for me, like when it comes to triggers, I've started calling them tension instead because I feel like the word trigger has a, I feel like we use it a lot and I don't, I don't like my connotation to the word trigger. So mm -hmm. I've changed it to tension. And so when I'm experiencing tension, I'm very aware of the fact that I'm experiencing tension. I, I'm someone who, if, Someone, like, if I'm at a restaurant, someone, like, is rude to me, you're going to see it in my face immediately. There's not going to be any sort of, like, everything's fine. Like, like it, it, there's there's no sort of, uh, like, I, I'll, 
I'm, I'll get, I'll feel tension. The yeah. thing is, is that I'm not upset at myself for experiencing the tension. I will slow down while I'm experiencing that tension. And I'll ask myself, like, what's the truth of what I'm experiencing right now? So let's say it's someone being rude to me at a restaurant. I'll examine all the thoughts that are like behind that tension. So it's because I'm like, they think my outfit's stupid. It's because they're taller than me. Like, and, and so I'll kind of go over all of the things that are happening in the background behind that tension and I'll examine it. And I'm like, okay, so this tension, it, part of it's because I'm telling myself lies. Part of it is because this person is actually disrespecting me. And like, if it is, that's, if that's what's happening. And I am, am not okay with that. So well, how can I show up to let reality know that I will not be disrespected? Like, and so, and so allowing yourself to get into the tension and examine yeah. I'm, I'm, I agree with that a hundred percent. I think like the worst thing you can do is like bypass it or be like, Oh, I'm triggered or I I'm holding tension as you say. And then just being like, well, I'm spiritually evolved. So I'm not going to like, uh, that doesn't bother me, but then it's like actually eating at you. <laughs> it's just like being super real with yourself and not letting your ego get in the way and being like, well, that really, messed, that really messed with me. I didn't appreciate that. And go through the reasons like you mentioned, um, as to like, picking it apart so that it doesn't hold like the same intense energy. It can start to like unclench a little bit and then you can start deciding how you want to respond to the situation. Um, I think every single person gets triggered. I, I don't care how evolved you are. Um, that's just like a fact of like us being in this simulation and humans and having, you know, mirrors um, of each other and, you know, just the human experience of, of just experiencing what it, it's like to be a human. And I think it's how we navigate our interactions with people or circumstances or things that really determine how that trigger will either continue to manifest itself because you're not dealing with it or to, you know, just completely dissolve and then have a different experience come next time. Cause it's showing you um, that it's not going to come back in the same way. Um, I really believe that. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I'm I like looking at reality like a video game sometimes. And sometimes triggers are like that moment in a video game where you approach a character and they give you all these options on a menu that you can choose from. And the game will unfold depending on what option you choose from that menu. And so yeah. when the trigger comes up, it's like, okay, I've triggered this response. Now I get to choose. Will I respond like this? 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 If I respond like this, then the, the game goes this way. And so a menu option essentially drops down when you experience triggers that's so that's so on point i love that and if you think about that then you don't have to feel so serious about whatever the next thing comes up in your experience think of what you said the drop down menu and like which reality do i want to continue with yeah yeah and sometimes i'll choose the drop down menu of like i'm going to create drama right now i'm going to because i just i feel like making that just add a little spice to life we're all growing. Sometimes we can still be petty. I mean, I'm still petty. Like, my throat's <laughs> for stupid shit. So it's like, and then I'm like, oh, well, that was pretty petty. But, you know, it's funny, too. So, like, you know. Yeah. And not not holding yourself to a certain standard of feeling like you need to, like, do things um, in a certain way in order to feel evolved or, like, you know, enlightened or whatever it is, like, that spirituality, you know, whatever belief system you have around spirituality and, like, what it means to be. Um, you on this journey. Ah, yes, yes.
Cool. I'm, I have a question that went in the little questioning box thing. <laughs> Sorry, my someone's deciding to do things to my dogs. Us. <laughs> <laughs> cool so okay so this person asked how can we take our first step in timeline jump or manifestation i'm a 2-4 manifesting generator okay so the thing about timeline jumping is that timeline jumping is you becoming yourself that's all that's happening is you're becoming yourself so when starting to become a certain version of yourself often usually we become a different version of ourselves because the version of ourselves is experienced that we're experiencing now is experiencing things that we're not a big fan of and we want to create or, or experience the contrast of the thing that we're going through and so where are you experiencing some events in reality that don't align with your desired state of being and then okay so let's say I am, I don't know, I'm feeling ill. I want to jump into the timeline where I'm not feeling ill because feeling ill makes me not able to do things. I just don't feel good. I'd rather feel different. That is the first step, is that gap between where you are and where you want to be. Locating that, setting that intention, aiming. After aiming, the thing about, the way that I see reality is once we're aiming, we're moving the direction of the thing that we want. Like, it's just happening. It's, it's, it's happening. It can happen faster. But if you're aiming and paying attention to the thing that you are wanting, it's unfolding. It's happening. Mm. And so letting yourself aim is the beginning. And then asking yourself, okay, well, how do I want this to unfold? Or, or what... How will I allow this to unfold, rather? How fast do I want to allow this to unfold? Asking yourself those questions. But I think the first thing is aim. And that comes from experiencing, usually, things that you don't want. It doesn't have to be super dramatic. It doesn't have to be this, like, intense trauma and suffering. That's, I feel like that's what we're starting to mm. kind of grow past right now is the, is the need for experiencing, like, trauma to create that new thing. But notice the things that you're not preferring. What would you prefer? That's mm. the beginning. I don't know if you have another, because that timeline job being manifestation, I'm not sure if that's... No, that's super powerful. Like, the way that I just understood that um, through my perception was just getting really focused on what it is that you want instead. And I think a lot of the time when we're in a difficult situation, we just continue to focus on what's going on. Like, my back hurts, and I can't walk, and all these things, versus, like, when you... It's, it's interesting, because when I ask my clients, like, what do you want? They're like, I don't want my back to hurt. And I'm like okay, what's the opposite of your back not hurting? Like, yes. it's um, of what it is, but not, it's, it's not the absence of the problem, right? What is having a back that doesn't hurt look like, right? It's like, I feel strong. I feel um, vital. I feel whatever it is. But I think we need to get more clear and focused on what it is that we do want um, rather than like the absence of the pain or whatever suffering that you're experiencing. So I think that's super important. Yeah. And the thing about focusing on what you do want is that the absence of something is not really something that we know how to describe. Like it's, it's not, it, we can like, for instance, silence, like what is silence? It's the lack of something. It doesn't have, you can't say that it is something because it's the lack of something, right? And that's kind of difficult for us to create from. For us to create from lack is very hard and kind of like, our, we're kind of like, ah, I don't, what do you mean? What is it? What, what, how can I, what do you want? And so letting yourself get to the point where you can 
create more density around the thing that you're desiring than than what you're experiencing now. Yeah, that's to me the basis of timeline jumping and manifestation. Yeah. Let's see, I think we have another topic that we're still okay, we're good on we're good on time. We have like 15 more minutes. I wanted to talk about doing new and unheard of types of work and how you've been processing that personally. Uh, like different tools and different yeah <laughs> did you hear my my tower story no but like the I don't know if I can say this on here but the 5g tower story that like was put up in my neighborhood did I tell you that no oh okay well this is like to, to your point of like new and different ways so my mom who's basically like if you know me at all it's like she starts everything for me she basically gives me all the tools because i can't be bothered to go investigate she's a woman. like let me investigate experiment and like this is what she does right and then she gives me all the tools and then i like make my own and then we're here um so recently she has you know basically started doing this process that she learned but then modified on her own and experimented with of sending light in a specific way so she's now on this whole thing of like we can move past the subconscious we can move past all these tools that are easy but still like you know be able to change things with light consciousness right yes and so she basically started teaching me how to like send light to like you know dissolve traffic or like get a parking spot or like you know get the electricity to work she tried it on the dishwasher that was broken for four weeks and then she sent light and it started working again so she's all on this thing so recently there was a tower like a 5g tower that was put up in my neighborhood and i was like really pissed off because i'm like emfs i'm very sensitive like i don't want any of this stuff around me and um so she was like to send it light so i started sending it light and then i saw that like these guys were like climbing on it to like fix it after a few days and um i eventually was like just kept seeing them on this tower i'm like this can't be like on if you know if people are climbing up, right so i'm walking back and i meet one of the guys and i'm like why are you guys climbing on this like i see you doing it every day because like, it's not working and i'm <laughs> shit like this is what this is the future right like intention light focus speed belief like anything can happen um that really told me that like you know even when we feel like there are so many things that are out of our control or like too many powers that be that are outside of us that feel like they're manipulating our consciousness our freedom our ability to like have the life or reality we want this really just threw this out the door for me um and i basically saw in real time that it's possible to manipulate things and i already had that belief right it took a few years right. to understand like through my own clients and through my own life of like how things can shift very quickly but this was just like taking it to the next level and i think that's what happens right you just keep going up the ladder of like possibility um and limitlessness and so that was one experience that i had with like kind of a, a crazy tool that she taught me. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love that. And that I feel like a part of like doing work that is new or unheard of, or like there's, it's hard to kind of tie it back to tradition. Sometimes it can feel really frightening to do that because it's kind of like, where do you, where do you learn this? Where did it come from? I feel like it's definitely like a second line too. It's like totally the origin and we're like what do you mean the origin and so <laughs> what's really i feel helpful is having your own 
personal experience with these things and doing it over and over again and showing yourself like, okay, I am like, I know what I'm doing with this. I have repeatedly done this. I've experimented with my own self and not needing third party support sometimes in the beginning is really sorry. Or validation. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I, that not needing that validation is a really big part of being able to create a new thing because you're not going to get it in the beginning because it literally doesn't exist anymore. What are people validating? And like to expect someone to validate something immediately that's, that's new, it's going to be rough. And, and that's honestly like not fair to them either to expect them to validate a thing that they've never experienced either. So you do it first. You validate yourself. Yes. You validate your own experiences. It's so funny. I do the, do this thing with light, actually, where I'll cover myself in certain shades of light, depending on what type of experiences that I'm trying to have that day. I used to do it way more often when I lived like in the city, in the city, because I'd walk around and I'd be on the train, there'd be like people around and things would happen. But I would cover myself with the sh- like the shade of red sometimes, where I'd be like, this is repelling barrier in my body and strangers will not talk to me today i can't handle that today no one would talk to me if i didn't do that the entire it felt like there was a light beaming from my body people were like hey how are you and i'm like where did you even come from why are you talking to like i just i'm trying to go to the grocery store but that like creating your power and believing in it first is like the nature of creating the new things that that exist and, and I think, you know, now it's like we're really connecting back to our innate power and things that we can't necessarily verbalize or explain. And I think we're starting to see that that's becoming more normal of like people having their own tools, like take my upgrade, for example, right? This just completely morphed into something else. So like, and I, I even sometimes I'm like, how is this happening? Like, I don't know how this is working. I literally don't know the mechanics, but I can see it in my meditation and I can see and I can feel it and other people feel it. And that should be enough to verify that, you know, we are so much more than this dimension. Right. And like able to experiment and play um, and let your imagination try different things as possibility will completely open your mind and reality to so many different experiences because you're trusting yourself and you're trusting your own abilities that are just locked away within you. Um, And I learned a lot about, you know, my own powers and abilities through working with, you know, a shaman and he was doing things that I was like, I don't even understand like what you're doing, but I was feeling things. And then he would make me try things out. And I'm like, how are you feeling what I'm doing? And it's just really about trusting yourself and knowing that it's just your belief that is preventing you from making miracles happen. That's all. Mm. Yes. I love that. I love that. (laughs) We have another question. I think we have like five more minutes left. Where is it? I love this, by the way. I feel like we could talk for ages. <laughs> I'm, I'm having so much fun. And I feel like I'm like, I don't know what I'm about to create after I get off this live. I can feel my energy being like, oh, I need to do something. <laughs> so I'm very excited. <laughs> I want to talk about simplicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, let's just talk about simplicity and what that means in creating reality for you. How do you experience the nature of simplicity. Yeah, well, I think, you know, especially from being on this journey of like trying to figure out like my physical body and then eating things um, that I wanted to manifest in my life, I found that it's not about adding things to you, but like, you know, releasing things. 
So, you know, the simplest way that I create things is I find what I want and then I look at the beliefs that I have about this thing. And then I take action that would allow those beliefs that are limiting to that reality to dissolve. And even, and I, and I work through the discomfort and I work through the, the pain and the questioning and the uncertainty. And I'm like, you know what? There's a reason why I want this thing, making sure that it's not coming from ego, because usually if it's ego, I don't want it after a few days right? <laughs> on something, it's going to feel strong and it's going to feel like, you know what? This is something that my, my soul wants to experience. So why not go in that direction? Why not try it out? Um, and really that's the simplest way that I've found that is the easiest way as well to create the things that I want by, by just identifying what it is that I think I can and cannot do in order to, to make that happen. Yeah. I love that. Like keeping, keeping this kind of practical way of creating reality at the Mm -hmm. forefront of, of yourself. For me, I have to keep a very, like, a, a practical thing. That's like why I did the timeline jumping thing is because I'm like, I need a practical process that I can just do so that I can focus my energy because this world that we live in is wild. Like this is <laughs> insane. I, like, I don't know if you've ever looked around going on, but <laughs> <Yes>. it's, <laughs> it's pretty crazy that we're here and that things are happening. But then also just how my life has unfolded has been really crazy. And like, for me to try to even understand the magnitude of what is happening right now, I feel like I, I sometimes will I drive myself into existential dread trying to understand everything. And so what I have to do is bring it back to my simple process. I'm like, what, how can I simplify this and continue to do this while living amongst this chaos? I read this article, I think yesterday, about the concept of like entropy in the universe and how there's a ton of disorder that's actually occurring in this universe, but then there's pockets of order. And I feel like those pockets of order inside of the disorder that is existence, that comes from simplifying. And I feel like allowing yourself to kind of talk to yourself like you're child is really helpful because the thing is that manifestation does not come from intelligence i would even say that doesn't come from wisdom kids manifest things all the time and they are you know they're not you know the smartest because they literally haven't (laughs) they haven't existed on here for a while so letting yourself know that a child could probably manifest a million dollars if they understood what a, manif- what, what a million dollars is. There are children manifesting a million dollars on YouTube doing Lego videos. Like, it's, you know, these, I feel like making sure that you know that you don't have to, you don't have to be complicated or complex to create reality is really helpful. It doesn't mean that complexity is not beautiful because there are some people who create these like insane modalities. They create so many stories behind reality that are so beautiful to just witness. And then sometimes it's a lot. And so you just need to go back to <laughs> simplifying everything for yourself again. Yeah, expression as well. There's so many different ways to get there, right? And just remembering that. And all you have to really fill into is what way do I want to get there? Yes. yes. And this, whatever feels aligned action for you to do that tool or that person um or that support um and i think that is the best way that you would want or your soul would want to experience it being done that way yes okay so we have time for one more question and it was submitted in here 
how to remain in lifted tension in the midst of transpiration. I'm aiming to change jobs. Hmm. Take that one. Sorry. Do you want to take that one? Yeah. Let me. I'm. I'm looking at it and trying to translate if I'm reading the question correctly. So, to me, it feels like when I, when I'm looking at the question, the visual that I'm getting is how to make sure that the particles are not as dense when you're transforming. So, so kind of like releasing some density in the midst of transformation is what the question feels like to me. And so to release density in the midst of transformation is to understand that releasing density is what's causing a transformation. When you are allowing things to not be as tight or like as true all the time, like this belief is true. This is what I'm experiencing now. Like if you're, if you are releasing like, well, is that what I'm experiencing? Like, like getting some looseness around what you believe is happening is beautiful because from that space where the energy is not as loose or sorry, not as dense, it's not as like real stable, solid energy. Right stuff moves around so that's just the nature like where this universe changes what what does and so change is happening then you aim at what you want and you get there that's you, you, releasing the tension is for me the root of transformation i agree with that because i think like you know the the tighter energy is wound right and the more solid it looks it feels like that is what is real and the more that we start to release like the programs and the perceptions and the awareness that we have around that thing, that's when you start to entertain other options, other realities, other um, potentials to happen for you. And so I totally agree with that. Yeah. And, and to keep density released, I think that requires some, some, for, well, with Jenna's work, like, subconsciously releasing that tension. So doing upgrades to Jenna is, a, is an amazing way of doing that. For me, I do it through like question asking randomly. I'll just ask myself, I'm like, what's actually happening? Do you, yeah. like, do you know what's happening? It's a lot of awareness and awareness without judgment is how I continuously release tension. The way that I do it can be kind of frightening just because there's a kind of always a questioning of like what is true and what's not true that's happening for me and I, i'm kind of always in flux with reality and so if I, I would say a, a grounded way of doing it is doing subconscious work so that you're not constantly kind of like i don't know what's real because <laughs> that can be really if you're not ready to like live like that all the time it can be kind yeah. of intense so yeah. so what are you up to what are you doing how can we get in touch with you Yes. Um, well, firstly, like, I'm so happy that we did this. There's like such like good rapport and energy. So thank you for inviting me on here. Cause it was just like, it's my energy, my heart. It just feels so full. So thank you. Um, so yeah, if you guys are interested in my work, obviously you can follow me on Instagram. I have an upgrade coming up this Friday and it's all about releasing what no longer serves you. So basically all you have to do is sign up, set an intention, and then I facilitate the upgrade distantly. So I go into my meditation. I basically meet you all in your light body form and then, you know, access these dimensions that energy specifically towards your intention and then you get an email for integration so just a little plug if you're interested in doing something right now that i have um i also have some one-on-one -on -one availability starting later this fall so i have a wait list for that um and then yeah that's pretty much about it my website beyondthebelief.com and i just hope to connect with you guys more
because this was like so fun. <laughs> yes, this is so fun. And I'm so excited about the work that you're doing because I feel like this is actively changing the way that people look at like transformation and, and just being alive. I feel like a lot more. So my, my theory is that we're not going to need as many, the, the 3d version of this is that we're not going to need as many like hospitals as massage parlors. I feel like if that makes any sense, I feel like we're going to start to move away from trying to like fix ourselves to just maintaining and, and keeping our energy in a place that feels like it's massage moving the way that it needs to be moving. If that makes any sense. And I feel like your work is doing that in the spiritual world, which is usually where everything starts. <laughs> so thankful to you. Grateful that you're, you're putting this out and then creating this way for everyone on my podcast, listening, my stuff's always in the little box. So you can just click <laughs> stuff in the box and I'll also be putting your, your links to contact you down in there, but thanks okay. everybody for hopping on and asking amazing questions. Like I'm so excited. I'm so excited about this. I feel very lit up and I feel like whenever I'm excited about a podcast and the people who receive it get really because my excitement's pouring into it right now I get really really lit up so I'm excited for both of y'all for sorry for everybody <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day everyone thank you for watching and that's all all right Peace. <laughs> we should that at the same time <laughs> <laughs> amazing okay <laughs> it's fine I love it bye bye